Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, this is an awesome year. It's our year, 2020. We're going to be prosperous, and we're going to learn, and we're going to grow. And let the Holy Spirit just lead and guide us in everything that we do, glorifying you. And I give you praise and glory because this is your show, Lord. Nobody else wanted me to do it but you. And I'm following your instructions, and let the Holy Spirit rule and, and do whatever he wants in my, in my body because I'm service to you. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Uh, God bless each and every one of you listeners. Uh, I had a tremendous response about uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing last week. Everybody thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and that's that's Car Dealer Magazine. That's not Randy Adams. That's Car Dealer. I put it on Facebook right there. You can see a wolf in sheep's clothing. And uh, it talks about, you know, uh, it's kind of funny. The, the wolf is really the F&I person. But in this in this uh, ad in this article, hello Don Duffy, I still need to call you and Byron. And so the wolf is really uh, they're saying it's the customer. The customer will lie to you. The customer's not as trained as they are. They're not they're not in the same league, and they're complaining about them. You know, and uh, Prudence on a finance dealership had a explorer she loved. But she couldn't afford to advertise out-of-the-door price, having it pre-approved by USAA. She went alone. The sales rep told her that she should buy a $200 edge product and a $500 protection plan because they preloaded it on the car. She told them no, and they refused to come off the price. Oh, man. Hello, Byron Wells. Uh, you know, it's packing payments. It's add-ons it's so much that you've really got to to uh turn the volume up my volume okay turn the volume up is what facebook's saying uh and vincent and so uh so here's the the federal and the state violations misrepresentations unfair that this uh, deceptive practice. It, it seems that the sales and F and I representatives, all three dealerships, were doing these bad things without the knowledge of the management. As unlikely as that seems, unlikely. Hello, Colette. That's baloney. I mean, you know, the owners and the managers see the final line. The owners and the managers listen to the tapes. They listen to everybody. The owners and the managers are in there. The F and I department. That's where the money's being made right now. I've heard I've heard figures lately of forty five to fifty five hundred per copy. Now what what happens? Now that's average of per copy. Now what happens if there are two or three that don't buy all of the you know the bling? I mean you know the extra stuff that they don't need bling bling. So what what happens there? I mean so you know if two or three don't buy it, so they're making eight nine thousand on others i don't know it's an average forty five hundred per copy that's every car that goes out the door so if they're averaging forty five hundred and there's people that listen to my show 
and there's a bunch of them that are calling me every week. You can give me a call. Get pen and paper. I'm going to give you my phone number two, three times after the second half of the show. But what is it that does that? Now, I, I talked to a friend of mine, and I hadn't seen him in several months, and uh, he went to work for a new car store. I said, number one, do you want to work 12 hours a day? Well, no, they didn't tell me I had to work 12 hours a day. Well, they, did they tell you that a mini deal, how much a mini deal is? Yeah, they told me a mini deal. They give you a guarantee. They said, yeah, you're going to give me a guarantee for 90 days. You know, I said, well, that's 90 days that you need to sell your friends and your and your relatives and classmates and everybody else. That's what they figured. The problem is you're going to bury your friends because they trust you. And that's what these dealerships know. Hey, he, you know, we trust him and we're going to go out. I said, did you sell any relatives? Yeah, I did. You know, and so I said, I told you going in, you're going to have to put a lot of hours in for a little bit of pay. And they're going to educate you. And then if you're an outstanding salesman, they're going to keep you. If not, they're going to kick you to the street. Hello, Jeremy, Jeff, David, and uh, Cliff. And so they're going to kick you to the street. They want you to get in there. They want that 90 days. They want to pump you up. They want to convince you. And they won't let you know what the cost is and what's going on and what the F&I people are doing. So he went. He sold some of his friends and some of his previous uh, uh, people that he worked with. And so, you know, but he, I told him when he, when he told me that he's about to go to work for this new car store, I said, that store's going to teach you the bad tricks. They, they, they're not, well, they, they run a jig house. And he said, oh, really? I said, yeah. And I said, I know how you are. I said, I know how you love people and how you want to treat people and you don't want to, you tell the truth and you don't want to mouse him around. I said, but there's going to come a time when you wake up and say, oh, no. This this is not right. This is not what I want to do, you know. Uh, well, that's right, but uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute, Byron. Byron's talking about there's not enough good used cars around, and there's not because one thing, I'm not sure they, there's some models that don't last as long. People don't drive them as easy as they used to. People don't take care of them, and that's why we're short. But anyway, we're out buying new cars, and I mean – December to remember. Man, I'm going to tell you, that big bonus check these guys got, they're going to remember December. That's why it's December to remember, not you, not that great deal you thought you got. December for to remember is for the dealerships. Hey, the managers want the big bonuses. The salespeople want to be the number one at the end of the year. The, you know, that's the December to remember, not not the great deals. Like, you think you got a great deal? Hey, yeah, well, take that car back in about a week or two and offer to sell it back to them and find out what cash they'll give. Then you'll find out what the real figure is on that vehicle. You'll find out, oh, we got too many of them. You know, well, y'all had a big month. You sold a bunch. Well, we got a bunch coming in. And we can't buy right now. We're cut off. And they come up with every lame excuse they can come up with. December to remember is for dealerships. It's not for you. Remember, but the advertisement, and it's too good to be true, and it's the greatest deal. And they, they even got the the news channels talking about it. I was watching the news one night, getting ready to go to bed, and they're talking about, yeah, this is the best time of the year. I mean, this in the news. It's the best time of the year to buy. I got news for you. I just saw an ad this morning. They have 
own Ford products, zero interest and another 1250 bonus because they know the time you get through out the door, you're going to need a little cash in your pocket. That 1250, you need that'll help you make the first payment or two, you know. And if it's over 800, well, it's first payment and a half, you know. So, you know, you know, the deals are off. Well, I mean, you know, sound like to me, zero interest on a brand new SUV. Pretty cool. And then they give you 1250 in your pocket cash. Hey, Bubba, come on in here. We love you. We got to sell some more cars. Yeah, yeah, come on in here. Get a home field advantage. Yeah, we'll do whatever it takes, you know. So, I mean, they didn't have that, I don't think, in December or January or November because I didn't hear it. They want home field advantage. They want you inside the door. They're ready. They're well trained. You don't understand how trained they are. How many classes they go through, how much they got to do, how much work it is. Go to YouTube. You can see part of it, how to sell a car on YouTube. Hey, I told my buddy, I said, get ready. And he was getting ready to go to work for this new car dealership. I said, go to YouTube and sit there and watch all those training deals so you'll get a step up so you're not behind when they slam all this education on you, slam all this stuff on you. I said, go to YouTube and watch them 150, 200 classes on how to sell and how to be prepared and what to do and and that's that's what you'll hell ricky and johnny and jennifer and uh so you've got to be ready many physically and spiritually you know to, to be in a battle and i mean this boy that was going to work for him he goes to church every week he's got a family i said you got three sons how are you going to fit all your family stuff in working 12 hour days for minimum money he said, well, they told me I could come and go as I want. Said, yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. About that time, that manager's not going to like that deal. And I said, but you're a Christian, and you want to treat people right. Be prepared. Do you want, to, you want to put somebody in debtor's prison for seven years? We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, and we're going to put them in seven years of debt? I said, is your conscience going to, your conscience is going to make you? I said, I doubt you last 90 days. Well, he barely made 90 days. But he, what I told him, what I was explaining to him, all came true. They were expecting 12, 14-hour days. They were expecting him to sell his friends, his neighbors, his classmates, uh, his everybody he used to work for. Call them all. And they're hounding. He said, I told him, I said, they're going to be on you. They're going to make you make a list. They're going to have you calling everybody, every relative, every friend, everybody at the church, handing out cards, tell them you're going to strike them a great deal. Hey, Bubba, praise the Lord, here's my card. Well, you know, I do carry my radio cards now, but for for twenty over 20 years going to church, I didn't carry my radio cards. I didn't carry my business card. You know, if they asked me, I'd give them my phone number. I'd give them my radio cards out now because probably at Cornerstone, every, I'm, I'm at the door greeting on the Stone Oak side, and there's probably 500 to 1,000 people come in that listen to my radio show. So listening right now, and they said, Randy, we love your show. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. And then the car dealers all tell me, keep telling everybody how bad title loans are, 330%. Oh, I just love our elected officials. Please elect me. I'm going to take care of the people. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You let you let these guys charge 330% interest. How can you allow 330% interest on a title loan? That's terrible. I used to have the license. I never used it. I couldn't. My conscience told me, this is crazy. I thought I could change it, but you can't even change it. They got a law where I couldn't even change the interest rate. Now, they, 
that's the way that our elected officials take care of the poor. You know, and I just saw an ad this morning getting ready to come to the radio show. Oh, man, come on in here. We're going to loan you some money. Show us your title. We're going to give you this money. I got news for you. 330% interest. In six months, you pay back more than you borrowed. And you got another 20 months of payments? You borrow 5000 and pay them back 25000 Oh, man, that's a great deal, isn't it? Great deal for the title people. But, no, we got competitive rates. Don't do a title loan. Tell everybody you know don't do a title loan. Hey, go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car. I'll tell you what I'll give for it. I'll give you an option. You can sell it on your own, sell it to me, do something. But tend to your business. If you got to have cash, you really got to have it, tend to your business and find your cheap transportation. Don't do a title loan. It's the biggest ripoff there is out there in any kind of way of getting cash out. I mean, 330% interest. And so... My buddy sold some some friends, and and then he got sick of it. He said, you know, Randy, I got to look at, at what uh, other people were selling cars for and what we were selling cars for and what my customers owed. He said, I put a niece of mine in a brand-new vehicle, you know, and she's, she's in debtor's prison for seven years, and she's not going to get out. And he said, Randy, I'm afraid the car won't last that long, the way she takes care of it and what's going on. But, you know, hey, dealerships know that you can sell your friends. You can sell your, your – hey, cause, hey, you know what those saying is? Hey, I got to sell my friends. My enemies don't come around. Well, if they don't like you, no, they're not going to come buy from you. That's the way it goes. So, hey, I love Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Are you adding to your learning? You know, do you ever think about the salesperson who misled you? That's, that's my buddy. He didn't think about his customers until after he, his eyes were open and he saw the truth. Who gets the blame for our bad decisions? Do we blame ourselves? Do we blame the salesperson? Or, what do we, or we don't even think about it a bit. We just think it's the norm. we got to have car payments. And, yeah, if you can afford it, there's two kinds. Good morning, Haywood. There's two kinds of cars, a Ford and can't afford them. Man, them can't afford are miserable. you got to get behind the wheel. Your wife tells you you shouldn't have bought it, and she's tired of making payments. And there's nothing left at the end of the month. You know how that deal goes. You know, car people are super trained, educated to help the customer think they got a great deal. Hey, December to remember, man, you got a great deal. Think so? Try to sell that little darling today. But the customer doesn't understand or want to know how bad the business has become. Well, it's, it's, it's the great secret. Um, my third book that I'm starting to put notes together on, The Great Secret. How do, how do we keep all this a secret? I mean, but here's part of it is that I've got people who have been retired out of the car business five to ten years. Yeah, I'm so old, everybody else is retired. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a blessed man. My car lot's paid for. I've leased half of it out. My cars are paid for, and I love what I do, and I get to see my two sons every day. I mean, there ain't nothing any better. I love what I do. The Lord's blessed me with a talent, and and I love it. So, But what are, what are you doing with your talent? What are you doing with the blessings you've got? Are you are we wasting it and trying to chase the big dream? Are you infatuated with that new car and you infatuated hey, they can afford a new one, I can afford a new one. We're all making payments and happy and no money left at the end of the month, trying to outrun the value of it. 
Just like I told you, indirect lending. Indirect lending is these banks and these credit unions who loan the money out at 2% or around that area to these car dealers. And then the car dealers sell the notes back to the banks because they, they pick up 2 to 20% interest, free money. I explained, I think, last week or week before, and, and the guy called me and he got refinanced. He had a 790 score. Online convenience, bought this car. Oh, man. And then he finds out, he gets to look around, he said, I could have saved three or four grand. I paid three or four grand too much, I believe, for this car. And then he said, you know what? I got to look at the contract because I listened to your show, and I paid 20% interest. So he called me, and I said, go get it refinanced, Randolph Brooks, Bubba. I'm telling you, a lot better deal. Save you a lot of money. Well, he said, well, the car was $30,000. I said, well, oh, 20% interest on one year, $6,000. Uh, you won't pay $6,000 or you won't pay $1,200 in interest. Take that to the bank. We got a caller online, 210-340. I forgot to give a phone number, Barry. You didn't throw me that, that water bottle at me. 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. And so... We want you to know exactly, you know, what's going on. I'm trying to educate. I'm trying to be your mentor. I'm trying to get you to think straight. Carlos is online. Well, I knew Carlos was going to call. He's a, he, that guy, he gets out. He meets more people than, than uh, Donald Trump, you know, and we love Donald Trump. How you doing today, Carlos? Good morning, Mr. Randy. Thank you to the station for all you, the, all the people that listen to you, to the listeners, and the first I hope everything is good in your family, in your health, sir. Everything's good in my health. First, I uh, hope you have a good week, a beautiful week, and a nice weekend. My question to you is, uh, you just talking, you was just talking about, I'm here with a friend, you was talking, when is when we can know we can refinance a car? How long we have to wait when you're making the One payments day. correctly? One day. When you, when you sign that contract and you figure out you made a mistake, I, d- I wouldn't wait more than one day. Uh, the longer you wait, the more you owe in interest. The more it's going to be to pay it off. You know, that that's the key. Where is that interest rate? What can you afford? What it, You know, and there's there's some dealers right now, and, uh, and especially the big independent dealers. They finance everybody that walks through the door at 20%. Well, if you deserve less, go get it financed somewhere else. You deserve less. If your credit is great, you know, and... It, there's some guys that are advertising right now because it is so hard to find all the right customers or searching after those customers. There's some, you know, bad credit people that are getting bought or they'll do it at 18% because they're searching for all the customers they get. They need to sell cars. They're stacking up and they're selling them cars they want to sell and putting them in, convincing them this will work and I'll sell you something in 18 months. Uh, Patricia that uh, is... Uh, they're leasing half my lot. She will do that. She honors her word, and she does people with bad. She's got some people financed at eleven and fourteen percent interest. I couldn't believe she got financed. And so, if you're looking for a car at the right rate and the right price, please call me eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. I'll hook you up with her. And so, but hey. Why pay them interest if you don't have to? You know, in some situations, you don't want it on your credit. You know, that's why a lot of big companies lease vehicles. They don't want that debt against them. A lease doesn't show up as a debt. Now, a lease, 
Dave Ramsey says, do not lease a car. And I agree with him 100%. And he believes that, and I believe it. And I've seen people leasing for 30 years. And at the end of 30 years, they poured all that money in and nothing to show. Now, companies can write it off, but they can also write off a truck or a car uh, on their income tax anyway. You have any other questions, Carlos? Yes, yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Randy. The, the, my question is uh, because this person bought a car in a new, in a, well, in a new car store, and they called and say they have to wait six months, and the small dealer other they have to be more than three, four months to to. They probably they probably got a deal with the bank they're doing business with that that uh, they get more money on the interest paid to them if it goes six months, and that's that's why they're wanting to push it out that far. Car dealers don't do anything free. Nothing's free in the car business. Zero. And the, and the cookies and the Cokes and the coffee and the bananas and apples, that's all to get your sugar high up so you don't feel so bad when they hammer you. So, you know, that's some kind of deal set in there where they've got more of the return of money they make. See, what happens is when, they, when a credit union or a bank finances that car for that customer, the dealer washes their hands. They're done. They collect the money, they put it in the bank, and then there's nothing else they're responsible for. Now, if that loan gets shortened, then they get more money back. Well, they just the bank charges the customer and not the dealership. The dealership's going to win-win. Now, they may have to turn some of it back on, on, a, on a bad loan or a loan that – not a bad loan, but a loan that they got refinanced – but they make that money, they put it in their pocket, they smile, and they go down the road. And that's why they probably want that six months, Carlos. Okay, sir. Uh, so as soon as we make the deal, the next day we can go to try to finance a better deal. Yeah, but I would, I would set – I explain on my radio show here, Carlos, get your, your financing – and I'll go through this second half of the show. Get your finance lined up before you buy. So you know where you stand, where you know what your interest rate is, where you get, you know, how much it's going to cost you, what the total note's going to cost, what the interest is going to cost. You know, just like that guy, 20% on a $30,000 loan, 20% is $6,000, you know. And so at $6,000, first year interest. If he rides that out first year, he paid off, he paid 4800 more than he did when he got it refinanced. You think it's worth it, Mr. Randy? We start shopping, and the way you say, calling finance company to let them know, you know, I'm ready to buy a car. I want to see what is the rate you can Most can Most of them, it. you can go online and apply to bank or credit union, and they'll tell you. Even Lightstream, uh, Big Sun Bank, uh, they do a lot of stuff, just in case your credit's a little weak. But if you got good credit, Randolph Brooks, First Mark, all those guys ought to be sponsoring the show to get the word out to come see them. They want to... They want to show the customers that they want the best for them. They want to handle them properly. They want them educated. They want them having a better life. But a lot of these big banks, credit unions, they sit back and let the dealers hammer them. And then Randolph Brooks says, hey, we're going to let you skip the first payment. Well, Ford knows that, too. So now they're giving you zero interest to get your make sure you buy. And then what they do is they give you twelve fifty so you can make the first or one or two payments. Other question I have, my, my friend Letty, she's asked me to ask you. When you go to the new car stores, they tell you the first three, four months is on us. That's good, that's bad, or... The first three, four months is a what? In us. That means they pay the first three months in them. They're paying the first the three or four months? 
Well, that's yes, because you got bad credit, and they're scared that they're going to get charged back, and and that way the credit union or bank that's financing thinks they're making payments, and then after three months the dealers is uh, no responsibility after that. They collect the money. They have to wait on their on their money, and that's what they're doing there. They make that payment so you look good to the bank. Hello, Johnny. You went to a new car store. We don't want to say the name. Hello, Uh, Joe. Johnny, call me later. She bought a good car, sir. And still, doesn't matter. She has, you know, good credit. He he insists to say, you know, get this deal. The three, four months is on us. Three, five months. He said, no, I don't want it. You know, I want to start making my own payment. But they were pushing her too much to do this kind of deal. Well, it, there's there's something not exactly right about it. Carlos, thank you. We've run out of time. we got a break coming thank you, up. Thank you for calling. God bless you. Keep helping those people, Carlos. You're doing a great, great job. You know, the, we need more people like Carlos to help people out. Uh, there's so many people out there that don't know what's going on in the car business, don't know how bad it can be, how, how long, you know, they just expect, well, everybody else is losing money. Everybody else is driving a new car. Everybody else has got this, that, and the other. Hey, I'm not everybody else. I want the best transportation. I want to be productive. I want to be the best I can be. That's my New Year's resolution. I want to be the best person I can be and do the best I can do. God bless you. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Hey, text somebody, call somebody, tell 20 people that I want to buy their car, their truck, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell 20 people to listen to my radio show. They need the education. They need their eyes open. I get so many calls every week of people thanking me for the education, the improvement they're doing, the thinking, the understanding themselves and what makes them purchase and push their button. We'll be right back. God bless you. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Are you letting your light shine? I let my light shine, especially on Sundays. I greet people in to coming in to uh, Cornerstone on the Stone Oak side. I work from 7.30 to 11.30 greeting people in, getting their spirits up, getting them ready, getting them fired up, and whatever it takes. Now, I'm gonna, I've, got, I've got the article back out, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. And it, I, it almost like I was handing it to Carlos to read. I'm going to read this in just a minute. And here's here's the car dealer magazine talking about it. But I'm going to run through LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com real quick just to give you the basics, what you should do. You know, number one, go to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Follow the easy process. Number one, if I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, find out what your vehicle's worth. Find out what your, your options are. I outbid the... Uh, Give me the VIN.com. I outbid CarMax. I outbid a lot of these people. I've told, I tell people to go to CarMax because I'll beat them by 500 to 1,000. I beat them the other day, 3,000. I've got the proof. I've got their bid. I've got the check that I bought the Camaro with and I outbid them $3,000. Also, I outbid, uh, give me the VIN 2,000 on the Camaro that they, they bid. And I've, I didn't have the one on, give me the VIN, but after I bought the unit, we found the the uh, offer from CarMax, and I said, "Well, well I beat CarMax three thousand. He said, "Yeah, and you beat give me the VIN, but by two thousand. 
And so, you know, th- that's the key to there. And so we're going to talk about Hello, Johnny and Joe. And we're going to talk about this article. But go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Follow the easy process also on the other side. Number one, go to ftc.gov. Get your credit score. Know what it is. Study it hard. Clean it up. Make sure nobody's trying to steal your identity. Make sure there's no problems on it at all. After you've got it all cleaned up, go to uh, go talk to a bank credit union. Talk to five or six of them. Hey, go online. Go to uh, lightstream.com. Lightstream.com. If your credit's a little shaky, uh, and uh, but we got Randolph Brooks, great uh, First Mark Security Service. Uh, Amogee Bank doesn't do uh, cars, but they're a great bank to to know, and so. A great opportunity there to understand the banking situation, how much my interest is going to be, what the total note's going to be. Put it all together. Fit it in your budget. Fit it in your lifestyle. Fit it in family needs and what you're going to need in the future and how long do you think everything's going to stay together the way it is. Nothing stays like it's supposed to. Things change constantly. So, you know, now you understand what the financing going. Then go talk to your bank credit. I mean, go talk to your mechanic. Go talk to body shops. Talk to everybody. Talk to people who are driving the car that you look like you're going to buy. Something. Ask them if they're going to buy it again. Ask them if they're going to keep it after they're going to sell it. Find out what they're going to do with it, if they've had any serious problems with it or anything. Go to the Internet, research that car. After you've made that decision, what you're buying, you got a mechanic, you've, you've done the history, you looked at it. Hey, how important is Carfax? Carfax is pretty important nowadays. We used to not have it 10 years ago. Now it's huge. you got to know what Carfax is. you got to match the VIN number. So many times I'm seeing right now, people think, oh, I bought a car with no accidents on it. And then they look at their Carfax and find out that it had two or three accidents on it. I looked at a car the other day. A, a, a Chrysler, <laughs> excuse me, it had three accidents on it, you know, and, you know, if a dealer, the, I, the dealer that bought it, I watched it, it was at an auction, I guarantee you he's not going to tell the customer about those three accidents because it had three accidents. That, well, I mean, they must have been driving by Braille, you know, whatever they hit, they stopped, you know, and so that car is not worth, no, the car should have brought 11000 It brought 5000 at the auction, 6000 less. That's just an idea of what's going on in the car business. Dealers are going to the auction, buying cars with bad Carfaxes, and then taking them to the lot and say, oh, I don't use Carfax. Oh, yeah, you do. You use it when you buy at the auction. You know what's going on. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You know, but the problem is lawyers get a hold of that, and that might be a happy little situation for the car dealers, and there's a bunch of them that do that. That's why I have Carfax. That's why I show the people I have them sign a Carfax. Also, there's four pages to a Carfax sometimes, not one. I had some people show up with a Carfax and had one back page, told them nothing, zero. And so they got suspicious, and they walked out of the lot. They knew that something wasn't right on the deal. And so... What you got to be ready on what you're doing on that. So now you've got your financing lined up. You made a decision on the car. You went to learn to buy and sell cars dot com, or you call me for an offer on your car eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Talk to a gentleman. I got him a new Chevrolet several years ago. Now he wants a new Dodge. I'm getting him a brand new Dodge delivered to his, his house. And, you know, the situation was he owes a little bit too much. So we're working around that situation right now, and he's trying to get himself right where he wants to be because he wants a new Dodge. He it's And he's in business, and he's got a write-off. It helps him out. And there's some other situations, and that's what he wants. And he can afford it, but he didn't line up the payments 
where they should have, you know, fit when he gets ready to trade. I explained to him he needs to pay more money, shorten the note, where next time when he's ready to trade, he owes less money. So there's lots of options. So now you know what I'll give, what dealers will give, you know, where to buy, what's going on. I want your eyes open. I want you to understand what's going on. Not to jump in and just buy something, you know. Uh, I had friends of mine buy an Audi, a used Audi, and I told him, I said, B, you need to start looking for a motor now. And he said, what? I said, you're putting your daughter in an Audi. Number one, she's going to drive it rough. Number two, she's uh, not going to take care of it. you got to put a motor in it. Well, about six months later, he needed a motor. Well, the bad part about it, they got it out of a junkyard, and it's bad. Tough situation, you know, and I explained to him, put, you know, there's certain cars that young people can't drive. And it's, they're not experienced, and they're in a hurry. And, you know, I, I wonder if video games make kids react faster, drive faster. I don't know. But it seems like, I tell you what, I think colors on cars make people drive faster. I've noticed lately, the last couple of weeks, anybody driving a black car will cut you off and, I, and run fast. I don't know if black causes that or what. But it was kind of unusual for me for the last 10 days, two weeks. Every time I get cut off, every time, I drive the speed limit or a few miles over. I don't. Uh, I'm one of those living-proof people that you can get 18 speeding tickets in one year. But I was putting 150,000 miles a year on a car, and I was in one constantly, and I got tickets left and right a bunch. It's a miracle that they didn't pull my license. But about 15 years ago, I said, you know what? I'm not getting there any faster. I slowed down. But I've noticed people that drive certain color cars drive faster. I I used to think red was the color, but I didn't think it's black now. Well, a wolf in sheep's color. We've got time for, if you want to, hey, you have a question for me. Hello, Rudy, Stephen, and Cliff. Uh, uh, If you have a question, give us a call here, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions. And I won't embarrass you, I promise you. Uh, so give us a call and also get your pen and paper for my phone number. I'll give it out a couple of times here. But a wolf in sheep's clothing. I put it on Facebook so they could see it. But Carlos called in about refinancing. And, I mean, this article has got one I'm going to read from the article in this magazine. It said the dealership's representatives told Romero that he had to buy Gap, even though he had large down payment and made it unlikely he'd ever be upside down. When the couple told the sales representative they didn't want it, they'd have to think about it and check with their credit union, he almost held them captive. You ever been held captive at a, at a dealership? Well, have you ever have they ever pulled your keys and not wanted to give them back? Years ago, they used to throw them on the roof, you know, and some guys almost took them, uh, took them apart limb by limb. Romero got financing the next day from his credit union at half the rate the dealership was offering. Half the rate. Hello, Massey, Blaine, and GR. Uh, Half the rate. This is in the magazine right there. It's right there in the car dealer magazine. You see all them other tabs? It's other articles that that I could use and will be using on other radio stations, maybe this one, for a, a day teaching ever well once a week teaching helping people get ready to what they want to buy and so the next day he got the next day he got financing from his credit union half the rate mom got in touch with the dealer and told him uh told the dealership what had transpired hey the f and i department was upset and embarrassed 
Oh, man. See, and here's here's the next paragraph talking about they told the guy buying the vehicle this was the best rate he was going to get anywhere. Well, now in the magazines, they're telling everybody, even though the dealerships don't pay attention to it, when they tell them, the best rate, we're going to give you the best rate, you can't beat this rate. And then you do. Well, I mean, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire. It gets back to do unto others as you would have done to you. Do you want somebody to lie to you? Do you want somebody to take advantage of you? You know, uh, I, I'm smarter than most people about the car business. And if I want to, I can put a hard sell on them. But I've learned that it's not right. I've learned that I have to watch myself. I've learned how to back up. I've learned to understand that, you know, I care about people. I want to face them the next day. And if you buy a car from me and you want to sell it, hey, I'll buy it back. And I'll tell you what my office will tell you, the people that work, have worked for me, I'll give you more back than what the market can stand. Why? Because you've done business with me before. I want to be fair with you. you coming back. You've been there before. You understand. If you take care of the vehicle, I'm, I'm going to give you top money for it. It's, it's a way of doing business. And it's amazing to me, just the other day, we had somebody call us about a car, uh, and that was Charles Lovett, the guy that has Lovett Auto Sales. It's leasing half my lot. So, you know, the new car dealership that sold these people this car was didn't give them enough. Well, they wanted more money. Well, I was ready to give it. It's a low-mileage car. I wanted the car. And so the the dealership matched our money. Well, you know, they were weak before, and so now they want to match our money. They know we know. Tell you a quick story. Gentleman that does work for a new car dealership had a 7.3 jacked up 4x4 Ford uh, short bed. I mean, it was nice. And he wanted to sell it. And so it didn't have any emissions. Well, I can sell it wholesale, but I can't sell it retail. It's illegal to sell a vehicle without emissions, and it's a $25,000 federal fine. So there wasn't a whole lot of people wanting to buy this shit. Well, I wanted to buy it. So he shows up with the vehicle. I, I make the offer. He said, I'll bring it back next Thursday. And I said, well, I'll bring a check, and uh, we'll pick it up. Well, he gets there early. And one of the part owners, general manager, shows up, and he sees the truck. He said, what's going on with that truck? And he said, it doesn't have any emissions. Well, I don't want it. He said, don't worry, Randy Adams is buying it. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Randy Adams is buying it. He, he knows something. And if he knows something, I want it too. And so he said, you got to sell me that truck. You're doing business with me, and you got to sell me that truck for what Randy Adams is giving he didn't want to do it, but what do you do? You're doing business with a man. You're tied with a man. You've been doing business a long time, and he pulls us on. He tells me this story. So he calls me. He said, hey, don't bring a check. Uh, I had to sell it to GM part owner. He said, I'm sorry, Randy. I said, okay, that's fine. I understand. I understand. I mean, if I was the owner, I, I reversed the roles. How, how do you see what's right, what reversed the role? I said, if I was doing business with you and I was the owner, I said I wouldn't have quite done it the way he did it, but he, you know, he has first rights. He should get it, you know, and I understand that. So I wasn't upset about it, not at all, because I understand the business. Anyway, that's the way it works. That's what happens. And lots of times I, at the auctions, I have people come up to me and say, 
You're sneaky when you bid. I said, I can't show off. Number one, I don't care about the pride. I don't want to be a show off. And number two, if I'm bidding and some other guys see me bidding, they say, Randy knows something. We need to bid against him. That car, that car, that truck must be cheap. So I, I have a few little sneaky ways, and I, I get myself positioned in the right way in order to buy vehicles. You know, and I bought one, and everybody was waiting for the drop back. Uh, I was, I was I had an auction company for 25 years, so I, I'm an auctioneer. I can auctioneer. I can run an auction. I can be a ring man. I can do it all because I had to auction for years and years. So I know how the game's played, so I position myself, and all, and all the auctioneers know, uh, <coughs> and T.K. Snyder's a head auctioneer at Mannheim, and, and they know him, and they know me, and they know if I'm there, I'm there to do business. And if I'm out of the way, I'm, I'm getting education. I want to see who's bidding, what the vehicle's bringing, what the market is. But if I'm at the right spot, the right place, they know that, and they, they keep an eye on me because I'm serious. I'm there to do business. I'm not there to make friends. I'm not there to show off. I'm there to do business. I want to do business and go down the road, and that's the way it is. But here we are. Back to the understanding that they'll force you to do some things. They'll, they'll direct you, but they don't want that done to them. Salespeople, when they go buy a TV, they want to talk to the – or anything. They want to talk to the owner. They want the best deal. They want the free warranties. They want everything they can get free. Every situation fall in place. They're demanding. They know the tricks. They know the routine. They know how to do it. And the, but when it comes to them on the reversing the roles, uh oh no, it's not the way that we're gonna play this game. We want to be number one. We want the best deal, you know. And and they work that that way. Hello, Jeff, Brent, Jim, and uh, so you you got to understand. I want you to have an even playing field. I want you to be able to understand. But also, I want you to understand. I had a guy the other day in there trying to buy a truck. I have. And he, and he wanted to cut me to my knees. I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. What you're offering is below wholesale. I'll take it to the auction and sell it. Now, with Byron Burgess mentioned a while ago on the Facebook, there's not enough good clean cars. Or not, well, there's not enough of the right units. So you got, you know, 1,200 dealers walk into the auction. You got three, 4,000 online. And and there's 2,500 cars at the auction, and but there's only 500 real desirable units. So you've got all these dealers trying to buy those units. And so now we're seeing it difficult to find the right units. So what happens is I'm selling this stuff at the auction for what I can sell at my car lot and get it financed and make the customer happy and guarantee it and fix everything. So wholesale's an easier, faster, better deal than than the retail part. And but I want you to know the truth. I want you to. I want you to have an even playing field. Hey, this is a football game. Imagine a football game, and you're going against the trained professionals, little old you against the whole team. You know, and we keep scoring with your money. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, and it's a hundred to zero. You know, all the money comes our way. We're gonna let you have this card. Hey, we love you, and we're gonna sell the note to the bank or credit union, and they're going to take over, and we don't have any responsibility. We love you, but we want you to come back when we sell you something else. You know, there's no responsibility. That, that note's gone. 
You're not making payments to them unless you're buying it a buy here, pay here. Now, we need to talk about that. Don't let somebody do rapid refund. Number one, turn your... Uh, it's all going to come at the same time, and and if these guys are trying to give you something way early, if you want to give up 25% and a bunch of fees, uh, I had a gentleman tell me that called because one of my radio shows said, hey, Randy, you're right. I had th- over 3,000 coming. He said they got they charged me a fees, and they charged me 25%. I had 3,000 coming, and they got 1,000. And guess what? He said the check would have been there in the last – week and he said a thousand dollars for one week he said i I made a mistake my my brother and i went the same time he filed his he waited on his his came back in less than a week i got mine a week early it cost me a thousand dollars don't do rapid refund now also start right now get your stuff together and find out what you got coming and find out what it's going to cost you and find out what you can do with it make decisions today that'll pay off tomorrow Make that decision of what you're going to do with that cash. What will, what can you buy? Go to talking to everybody. Hey, you got a car for sale? Is it good, bad, or ugly? Hey, can you find me something? You know anybody wants to sell something? I uh, had that lady that called, you know, a few months ago. She said, my neighbor's got that car for sale. What should I do? I said, buy it. If you don't buy it, I'll buy it. The price is right. Hello, Alan Bennett and John, Dana, uh, and so uh Dan Bass. Hello, Dan. Good to see you. I hope you're doing well. And so, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the car business that you don't understand. And and you don't have that opportunity. You don't have the education that we have. You don't see what's going on. You don't live, breathe, and eat this business. And that's what it takes. So you're coming in on this playing field and getting run over by the Dallas Cowboys as bad as they are. And so, you know, you got to be prepared. You got you got to get somebody on your team. You got to understand. You got to look at the market. You got to put an effort in. Too many people doesn't put an effort in. Too no, too many people not prepared. Just like Carlos was talking about those people, and these people in this article right here in this car dealer magazine, they wasn't prepared. They didn't know what they could get on interest rate. They didn't get their loan lined up. They didn't do the research on the car. They just walk in there and they're getting ready and they sign up. Well, this article is pretty pretty close. You know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, and it says here that the magazine Legal Whiz reminds dealers and F&I pros why it is wise to assume the customer knows the bad compliance practice you should have outlawed years ago. You should outlaw years ago. The practices. Well, it was worse before than now. I don't think so. I think they didn't change. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, these car dealers just run as fast as they can until they get caught, and then they get slapped a little bit. But it's like a guy was telling me that ran a large dealership in Dallas, and they ran ads. This guy used to work for me. He said, I don't control the ads, he said, Randy. He said, but we, we you know, we, we false advertise quite a bit. He said, you know, and if the state comes in and finds us 20, 30, 40,000, no problem. We made two or three million on that, that advertisement. We're not worried about it. We'll pay it and go on. They'll slap our hand and everything will be all right. He said, but you know, we know we never get checked. 
All the investigators check used car dealers. They don't check new car dealers. He said, we've never been checked. We put it out there. Now we'll get complaints because some other dealers know we're lying, and they'll call the state, and the state will call us, and we'll say, all right, we'll change it. He said, we drop it, and then we put it back on later on. So no big deal. And he said, but, you know, that's out of my hands. Hello, John, Anthony, and, and Gordy. And so are you, are you really understanding? If it's too good to be true, it probably – not true. Hey, do you hate your payment? Do you hate your car? Do you hate what you owe? Come on in and we're going to make it worse. But you're going to get a new car. Your infatuation of a new car is going to be wonderful. And you're going to get that fuzzy feeling and you're going to brag to your, co- your, your cousin, hey, cuz, look, I got me a new one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was at the HEB standing in line the other day and this lady comes up to this guy and they look like the middle 40s. And she says, hey, you got your new truck? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, yeah, I just bought it. Bought it, you know, at December, end of the year deals, you know. And so I, he thought he had the greatest deal in the world, you know, and he was bragging about it and so happy about it, you know, and, and this, that, and the other. And then I look and see that ad this morning, zero down, and they'll give you twelve fifty cash if you buy a new one. Uh, must not have been a great deal. Hey, zero interest on a new Ford product? Mercy, that's a lot of savings, you know. And then they put you, give you twelve fifty, so you can, you know, make the payments. They know, hey, they know that's a manufacturer knowing that the new car dealer that's selling that unit is going to leave you with no cash. But you know what they're going to do if you don't ask about it and you don't know about it, they'll swallow that twelve fifty. Yeah, they'll put that in on the deal. They'll put it in their pocket if you don't ask about it or you don't know about it. And and so many people get so frustrated and mixed up and trying to make decisions, they probably forget about it. I, I wonder how what percentage forgets about it. I bet there is a big percentage. I bet there's so many thoughts, so much stuff going on in their heads, they forget about it. And a friend of mine bought a new vehicle here a while back. They had 5000 off. I said, you get the 5000 off? He said, I didn't know about the 5000 off. I said, you should have gone to the manufacturer, and, and you should have done your homework. You should have checked. He said, they had 5000 off. I said, yeah, and it went right in the dealer's pocket. They just added it to the deal. If you don't ask about it, they, sometimes they don't tell about it. Now, they'll pull it out when they need it. You got bad credit? We'll show this is 5000 down, you know, and then we'll get you the 20% interest rate. We'll put you in a new car. Hey, we don't care. You can be repoed in six months because we done collected our money, put a mark on the board, and we're scot-free. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I got signed. My little light's shining. I hope your light's shining. Because let me tell you something. We're in the darkest of the car business because overhead has continued to go up. Million dollars a month don't mean nothing in overhead nowadays. And they're, and they're racing for $2 million a month. And dealerships, hey, Warren Buffett owns, uh, I think he's at 130 now, and he wants 200 more. Penske's at um, 80, 90. He wants 200 more. All these big guys, why they're cash cows. And what do you do with money? You got billions of cash. You finance everybody that walks through the door, finances the extended warranty, finances a gap. Hey, they make lots of money, and the salesperson gets a mini deal. God bless you, San Antonio. I hope you're learning. I hope you're growing. Tell 20 people. Randy Adams buys the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell 20 people to listen to the radio show. And tell 20 people to go learn to buy and sell cars. Got top. Got top. <laughs> Com. I'm sorry. I'm too excited. I've had a great morning. I like this show sometimes. And, it, yeah, I like listening just to see if I messed up. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio.